I have to question whether or not you're growing the way you ought to grow because we should grow to discover more about who God is. Uh, I just stopped by this morning to ask somebody, who do you say I am? That's the question that Jesus has asked over 2,000 years ago to his disciples, but I believe it's the question that is applicable to us today. Who do you say God is in your life today? Uh, in the text, uh, Peter and the disciples had previously, I want you to see this, revealed <clears throat> who Jesus was. This was not the first time, but here's what made this different. Uh, this was not the first time they said who he was, but this was the first time they said who he was when there was not a miracle or something miraculous, some kind of sign attached to it. In other words, he hadn't done anything. The other times he had done something, but this time Peter responds just based upon Jesus asking some. In other words, Peter has grown some to discover who he is beyond what he does, because sometimes we can have an idea of who he is rooted or based from the fact or based upon what he does. But God wants us to get to a point to where we understand who he is separate from what he does. Uh, Y'all yeah, want me to preach this morning, huh? Because some of us have this relationship with God that God, I know who you are based upon what you do. Amen, church. <laughs> only based upon what you do. Some of us only call them what, when we want something. Uh, when we need something. But God wants us to understand who he is separate from what, what he does. Uh, and so there's something that happens when you begin to understand who he is separate from what he does. That's why this is different. That's why Jesus points this, point, points this out in this text because now Peter is beginning to understand who he is separate from what he does. So the depth of his understanding of Peter's understanding has changed. So once again, in 2020, there ought to be a shift in how you see Jesus. There ought to be something shifting in 2020 in terms of how you see him. He will not be the, the Jesus you encountered last decade. He shouldn't be. Uh, <laughs> watch this. God has some new experiences for you if you would open yourself and surrender yourself to dig in to discover a little bit deeper uh, and then gain an understanding for who he is. God wants to do some new things in your life. Jesus will be the same, but the depth of your relationship with him ought to grow deeper in 2020. Somebody ought to be ready to take it a little bit deeper in 2020 in understanding who Jesus is. Look, you don't have enough of Jesus today. God, I wish I had somebody in here that understood what I'm preaching about right now. You don't have enough of Jesus today to deal with what's going to come your way tomorrow. Somebody needs to get that. In other words, you, you need to understand it much deeper because you're going to face some challenges where you're going to need to know who he is. Because <laughs> your problems tomorrow ain't going to be nothing like the ones you had yesterday. You're going to need to understand every aspect of who he is. There's a corner, there's a spot of who Jesus is that he has not revealed to you. But once the revelation comes, that's the revelation that's going to get you through what you have to go through. Uh, 
<clears throat> Anybody ready to get a little bit deeper about who he is? <laughs> uh, who do you say Jesus is? That's really the question. Who do you say? Peter responds to Jesus based upon who he is and not what he's done. Peter says he is the Messiah. Watch this. Although Jesus has not fulfilled becoming the Messiah. Don't miss that. Peter says he's the Messiah, but Jesus has not gone to the cross yet. So, in other words, there's a prophetic overture to what Peter is professing in a real sense at this moment. He says he's the Messiah. He sees him as the Messiah, even though Jesus has not what matriculated, has not gone to the cross yet. <laughs> but Peter sees something in Jesus, what? In the future. <laughs> he already says and he professes, you are the one. I just need to pause there for a moment. So Peter, so what Peter sees is not rooted in what Jesus has done, but it's rooted in what Jesus, what, who Jesus is based upon what Jesus was sent to do. Are you with me? He sees salvation in the person of Jesus. So we can conclude that Peter's that Peter's ideal, Peter sees salvation before the cross. In many ways, Peter is saying, I see you, Jesus. I mean, let, let me say that again. As a matter of fact, see, I see you, Jesus. I, I see you. You know how hard it is to be seen in this world? imbalance <laughs> and I was completely left out 
And of course, they were extremely apologetic and was like, you know what? That's going to change my, the one that turned up. He said, I am so sorry. I'm glad you spoke up. But my point here was, I was not seen. I was not seen. I was, so when I say, Peter, look, I want you to see this. Peter, at this moment, sees Jesus. It's powerful to be seen. How often do you go through life and you're not seen? Sometimes we're not seen in the context of our own families. We're not seen on our jobs. Sometimes we're not even seen right here in our church. What if, how powerful it is to be seen, to be seen, just, just for a moment for somebody to see you. If only people could open you, just see me. Can you look at me for a moment and just see me? Can you, I just, I can only imagine how Jesus felt at that moment because Peter sees Jesus, just sees him. How powerful it is if you decide in 2020 that you're going to look Jesus in the eyes and begin to give him the attention that he deserves and just see him. Just see him. I just want you, want you to see that. Isn't it powerful when somebody gives you their undivided attention when there's like nothing else going on that you are the focus do you know have you had that moment where every whereas you are the focus where they really listening to every word because we don't always listen to each other but to see you to the degree that somebody understands and gets you. That somebody's willing to take the time to hear even your nonsense. Even your babble. How powerful it is just to be seen. I just want to be seen. Peter sees Jesus like that. In this moment, I believe. He sees him. And in a real sense, that's what he said. Peter's, in a real sense, I see, I see you, Jesus. I see you. Pharisees are after him. But Peter sees Jesus. They just left leading, feeding the 5,000 people. Jesus is healing folks. But Peter sees him. That moment is powerful because it's in the midst of it all. I just would imagine Jesus warned Jesus weary. He's just left feeding 5,000. He's got all of this stuff going on. But in the midst of all of that and everything that's happening, Peter sees him. going on. 
everything that's happening in your life, with everything you walked in here with, can you see Jesus? Can you see Jesus? Jesus is asking us, with everything that's surrounding your life, with every trial, with every tribulation, who do you say? I am. In your fears and your failures, who do you say I am? In your hurts and your hesitations, who do you say I am? <laughs> In your trials and tribulations, who do you say I am? Just in case you don't know it. You say something about who Jesus is when you're in the midst of what you're going through. <laughs> who do you say Jesus is when you face your most difficult situations? <laughs> who do you say he is? Peter <clears throat> got a glimpse beyond the veil. <coughs> and I believe in a real sense was able to see God's glory. God gave him a glimpse of his glory before he experienced the gloom of the cross. In a real sense, once again, there is a prophetic tone to this because he is, Peter claims him to be something, although he hadn't fulfilled it. Peter already sees him as the Messiah before he actually goes to the cross and really officially does it. There's some things that you need to see in Jesus before you get to what's going to happen to you in 2020. 2020 will be all sorts of things will happen but you need to hold on to the glory of who he is in your life. Watch this. You need to hold on to the glory of who he is before the gloom comes. And need to understand that it does what the glory always becomes before my gloom. I might face some gloomy situations in 2020, but I already know I've seen who he is. And so I receive his glory before all of the gloom comes in my life. The glory is here first. That I already have a glimpse of his glory. I walk in his glory. Because, watch this, because that's who he is. Storms, but I know who he is. Who do you say that I am? He is the glory before your gloom. <laughs> to know him is to see all aspects of him. Is to see every aspect of him. To know him is to see him prophetically in your life. It is to know that Jesus really won't abandon you. Wow. See, you need to know that before you feel abandoned in 2020. <laughs> to know him is to know that he what he won't abandon you. To know him is to know he is able. To know him is to understand that he won't leave you nor forsake you. <laughs> To know him is to know he is, he is your ride or die. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. To know him is to know he's faithful. To know him is to know resurrection. Mm. Who do you say I am? Jesus ought to be, should be your peace. Someone in here needs to understand that he is not your peace, but he is peace. To know him is to know he is peace. That he is trust. That he is resurrection. That he is redemption. He is restoration. That's who he is. It's not what he does. It's who he is. He is ultimately 
Messiah. And because he is Messiah, watch this, he's reachable, y'all. Who? He's reachable. No matter what, no matter where you find yourself, I love the fact that God can be there. Because Jesus is Messiah, we have unlimited access to God. Are you, are you following me? Because Jesus is Messiah, because of what Jesus has done on the cross, we have unlimited access to God. So no matter where I find myself, God is reachable. No matter how bad the situation is, God is reachable. I can be in a fiery pit of hell like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, but you know what? My God is still what? Reachable. <laughs> I can be in a lion's den. <laughs> Somebody walked in here. Somebody's in a lion's den right now. But God is still reachable. Sitting in a jail cell just like Paul did, but God is still reachable. That's who he is. That, that's not what he does. I need you to get what I'm saying here in this message. It's who he is. See, in 2020, you need to operate like God is what? Reachable. God's reachable. In 2020, everything, no matter where you find yourself, no matter what you're going through, you have access to God. Look at somebody and say, God's reachable. God's reachable. That's what Jesus has done. He's reachable. We can reach no matter where we find us. Sometimes you may need to stretch but it's still reachable. Sometimes, watch this, the other day, sometimes you gotta get a footstool, but you get your footstool because he's still what? Reachable. Sometimes you may need to what? Find a chair to stand on, but God is still reachable. Watch this. Just because you can't pick the fruit down here don't mean ain't no fruit up here. Sometimes you just need to get on something so that you can experience God just a different way and reach up and grab what you need. God is reachable. God's reachable. I think some of us right now, you done picked, watch this, watch this. I don't know who I'm preaching to right now. You done picked all the fruit at the bottom. It's bare. You, you've gone all around the tree and you've put, picked all of the bottom fruit. It's time for you to stand up. Grab your ladder. Just because you get there after ladder doesn't mean that that, that, doesn't, that doesn't change anything. You just need to get the ladder, stand on the ladder and grab some fruit that's at the top or in the middle of the tree. Watch this. You can go higher to reach God. God, I wish I had somebody in here. You, it's time for you to get higher to reach God and what God can be, what God can do in your life. It's just time for you to reach. Reach. Not only is God reachable, but God also is relatable. Because he's a Messiah, he's relatable. I love this. God's relatable. He's reachable, but he's also relatable. We know him as Messiah. We see him as being related. Jesus reconciled us back unto God. He connected us. He can relate to us. Look, he had to be born of a woman just like you. You realize that Jesus bled like you bled? 
That's why he says that on the cross, what? Blood began to flow down, you know? And that there's power. Jesus is relatable. He's relatable. He understands your frustrations. He understands all of the things that I, I you know, that's why when he's sat in the garden of Gethsemane and he ended up saying, Father, your he, he was struggling. He understands your struggles. When Lazarus died, he cried. He understands your cry. God, Jesus is relatable. And when, when the church folk weren't doing right in the church, he came in and turned that thing upside down. About you every now and then, we all want to kick some tables over, kick some chairs. I think if he wasn't Jesus, he probably was ready to kick some. Because he was mad, he was frustrated. He could relate to your frustration. He's relatable. I'm glad I got a savior that can relate to me. Frustrated, upset, crazy. Those are not the times when you need to distance yourself from Jesus. Those are the times when you ought to move closer to Jesus. Why? Why? Because he can relate. Do you realize? I believe Jesus went through periods of loneliness. experience that was a lonely moment for Jesus right there when watch this when doing the transfiguration when doing all of that when when he was asking the disciples can y'all not stay up with me just for a, a little while to pray that was a lonely moment he needed their support but didn't feel like he had it at all felt like he was what himself in that particular moment. It was a lonely experience. Some, to some degree you can make the claim there was a loneliness and a depth there that moves towards some kind of depressive behavior at that particular. Jesus is relatable is what I'm trying to preach to you. That he gets you. I believe in some ways because we connected to him and he connected to us, there is nothing that you encounter that he does not encounter as well. Or has not. I don't know about you, but I, I, I love that I have a, a, a savior that can relate to me. That gets me. Because once again, as I said, everybody doesn't always see me. Everybody can't always relate to me. But I have a savior
don't know what to do with that pile of lemons, but those lemons keep coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. Uh, but God knows what to do with my lemons. I just keep thinking about that verse in Romans 8, 28. You know, all things work together for the good of the, for the good of those who love the Lord. You know, that he can work in all things that are called according to his purpose. That God understands how to make my bad work all together. How to make the sour things that he's resourceful. He's resourceful. He is a source in my life. And he is the source in my life that will be resourceful for me in my life. That he's resourceful. That in 2020, that no matter what comes, that I know God already has a plan to work it out. That he's resourceful. He's resourceful because he is the Messiah. Um, there are things that God will reveal to you that you need to know in 2020. But you need to understand this. He will reveal who he is. Are you ready for the, revel the full revelation, for more revelation of who he is? Because he's reachable, he's relatable, and he's resourceful. He will be the great I am for you in 2020. Who do you say he is? You ought to say he is yours. You ought to say he is yours. You ought to decide that God, you are mine. You're mine. Songwriter said it best, because of who you are, I give you glory. Because of who you are, I give you praise. Because of who you are, I'll lift up my voice. <laughs> and say, Lord, I worship you because of who you are. You know. That's, that's, you know, words of that song, it's because of who he is. Not what he's done. Just all of those things that we, that's a part of who he is. It's not that God has to conjure up something for you. It's who he is. So that's why when we listen to that song, you know, he is Jehovah, Jireh, <laughs> our provider. He is Jehovah, Nisi. He reigns, he reigns in victory. He is Jehovah, Shalom. He is the peace. That's why they said, they called him, the Bible said, declares that he is what? The Prince of Peace. He is. That's who he is. It's it, it, not what he does, it's who he is. And I'll worship you simply because of who you are. No matter what comes, no matter what happens in 2020, I know who he is. Who do you say I am? You are my everything. You are every single thing that I need. You are the Messiah. You embody every single thing. You are Jehovah Nisi. You are the peace. You are the presence that I need. You are the a power that I need. He is everything. So therefore, I enter into 2020. Knowing that I already have everything that I need. Watch this. I am in 2020 knowing that I don't lack anything. Because he is what? My everything. I know that no matter what comes my way, God has already made a way out of no way. I already know this because I know who walks with me. I know who talks with me. I know who keeps me. I know who holds me. I know who watches over me. I know who blesses me. I know surely goodness and mercy follows me all the days of my life because I understand who he is. Who do you say I am? 
you are my everything. You are my Messiah. You are everything I need. You are my peace before the storm even comes. I understand that. I already watched this. I walk in peace because you have peace. Doesn't matter. So the storm doesn't dictate whether I have peace because you are the peace. Time to get out here with Jesus. Watch this. Watch this. I need somebody to get this. If you don't get anything else from this message, your peace should not be dictated upon your circumstances. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. Your, your, your peace doesn't, in other words, Peace shouldn't be because there's absence of a storm or because there is presence of a storm. Because if he is your peace, if that's who you say he are, he is, then you what? You have peace all the time. Watch. So you're never absent from peace because he's always what? With you. So in the middle of all of the storms and what you face, you understand, Jesus, as long as you riding on the boat with me. <laughs> I have everything I need. Matter of fact, like you, Jesus, I'm going to grab my pillow, go down to the bottom of the stern. God, if you ain't worried, I'm not worried. Storm might come. Winds might blow, thunder might happen, lightning might strike, but I'm going to sleep with you at the bottom of this boat. I don't care how hard it rocks. If you don't get up, I ain't getting up. And when you get up, I'll get up. Because that's who you are in my life. That's who you are. That's who you are. <laughs> That's who you are. That's who you are. <laughs> when you shout, I'm going to shout. Because that's who you are. When you dance, I'm going to dance. Because that's who you are. <laughs> that's who you are. So I choose. I choose. To focus on you. I ain't focusing on nothing else. I ain't worried about nothing else. I'm just focused on you. In 2020, I declare that I'm focused on you. Because uh, that's who I declare you are. I'm just, you are the center of my job. God, I wish I had somebody in here. That's who you are. And I'm, I ain't gonna let my problems, my misery, my troubles mess me up. Cause the world didn't give me this joy and the world can't take it away. So that's who you are. That's who you are. That's who you are. That's what I decide. <sighs> more of you, more of you. And so look, as I get ready to close, uh, I heard, I believe it's the great Ralph West that told a story about Sally, Sally, he and Joe Ratliff out of Houston. I don't know if y'all know Ralph or Joe. Uh, said that they would go selling and Ratliff and his wife, uh, Ralph and his wife went sailing, and apparently uh, Ralph West had been sailing before, and he learned a few things along the way. He tells the story, I've learned. He said, one, he said they got on the sailboat, and Joe and his wife, Joe first, Joe Ratliff got sick, you know, on a boat, doing this. He said, and he looked over, and he started laughing, you know, uh, Ralph said, I started laughing a little bit. He said, I, I knew some things that they didn't know. He said, then even when 
Joe's wife started to try to help him. She got sick. She got sick trying to help him. Said those that boat was just kind of going up. He said, a few things that I've learned, Ralph said, a few things I've learned. One, you need to take a little bit of the salt water. You taste a little bit of it and you put a little bit of it on you. He said, you know, that helps a little bit. All seasoned sailors know a few things. He said, but most importantly, he said, what you do is when you sell it, that you have to find something to fix your eyes on that's stable. <laughs> so, so, so that you want to prevent you from getting sick. You, you focus in on something that is stable and you focus your eyes on that thing. I don't know who I'm preaching to right now, but I'm here to tell you that in 2020, it may get a little rocky. Uh, but when you focus your eyes on Jesus, uh, somebody needs to understand that. Uh, the boat's going to rock a little bit. But when you focus your eyes on Jesus, he'll get you through the storms of life and you you might you might feel the bumps and the, the, the some of this but when you focus your eyes on Jesus you don't have to worry about getting sick unto death you know he's already paid a price for you just for that and so when you focus your eyes on Jesus He'll get you through some of the storms and the bumpiness of the things that you will experience in life. And so just in 2020, I'm just saying to somebody in this church, it's time for you to focus your eyes on Jesus. Don't look at the storm. Don't look at the, the waves. Don't look at the wrong things. Just look to Jesus because that's who he is. He is your Savior. He is the one that will get you through. He is the one that has already made a plan and has prepared a way just for you. That's who he is. So just focus on Jesus. So just focus on Jesus. Doors of the church are open. God is able. We don't need a whole. We don't need a whole lot of things. I know somebody and he's sitting in here saying, if I had, if I had another, if I had a raise, if I had a few more dollars, that'll make all of the difference.
but you're not able to tap into the peace where you are. Because the reality is you can't stay over there. You live right here in the space here. So you've got to figure out how to what? Get peace right here. That's why I said this is a theological issue because it's like, I, I need more of you. God, there's something missing when I can't tap into the peace that you offer. If you need to constantly be around people and you're looking for joy amongst people and places and all that, that's an issue because that's saying that he's not giving you the joy that you need. My name is Constance. Praise Team Seeger here at One Fellowship Church in Waco, Texas. Thank you for listening. You can learn more about our congregation online at onefellowshipumc.org. You can also like us on Facebook in order to stay up to date with the latest events and activities taking place in our community. Please feel free to share this message and others on social media so that more people can hear about what God is doing here at One Fellowship Church. Thank you and God bless.